For many people, there are areas of their lives that just don't look and feel the way they wish they did. The Next Generation Wellness podcast is dedicated to unpacking the physical, mental, emotional and social stress triggers that stack together and make that experience so. Years of piling these triggers together often leave us feeling overwhelmed, anxious, irritable, depleted or unhappy and operating from a place of self-doubt, comparison, procrastination, perfectionism or busyness. We uncover the science, research and stories of what it takes to live with whole life success, along with improved ways of thinking and the stackable skills and habits to make it stick. If at this point in time you're seeking your life purpose and you're struggling to find it, let me tell you that's a good thing because purpose is not something that we should seek to attain. It's not something that we want to tick the box on. And over-identifying with any one purpose or thing in life is really quite dangerous because we can spend years chasing this one purpose and never get there. And that sucks. But even if we do get there, that thing, that, that can get taken away in an instant. Or the motivation or the sense of satisfaction that came with that thing that we were seeking. As you grow as a person, that motivation, it'll simply wear off. And so often people share with me how they feel lost and unmotivated and hopeless that they're not doing anything fantastic and and they're not really sure of what brings them that sense of meaning and fulfillment anymore, that they've forgotten really what lights them up in their days and that feeds their vitality. They they seriously think that there's something wrong with them. And I I just want to say, if you feel like that, just call off the purpose search party. Because the thing is, our lives, the moment we are born, have purpose. We can use them purposefully. We are having an impact in every interaction with every single person that we are next to. We just tend to rush over the top or spend too much time on social media questioning and confusing ourselves. But even knowing this, if you're still feeling restless, then it also makes me happy because it means that you still have ambition burning inside of you. It means that you're still growing as a person and not standing still. And it means that you're capable of experiencing so much more in this short life that we, that we have. And I also want to share with you that what you do in this feeling that you have of confusion and restlessness about meaning and purpose, it it really matters. It matters so much what you do in that moment. In the moment, there's nothing wrong with you. In the moment, there's nothing to fix, but there is one hell of an opportunity to step up and grow, to change the way you see yourself and what you are capable of. So the sooner we say goodbye to this nonsensical societal belief that you're not changing the world, or if you're not changing the world, or if everyone's not shouting your name, or you don't have a million followers on social media, whatever it might be, any of that nonsense, the sooner we let go of that and eradicate it we realize this purpose is more of a mindset than something to achieve. It's a perception. And this perception is so, so powerful in driving our daily motivation and our vitality and our joy or not. This perception can intentionally be improved too by what we do each day, making it a purposeful life and making it available to every one of us. This perception or mindset of purpose is different. It says, you know, you're alive and you're free to make decisions. You're even free to change who your family and friends think you are or who you think you are. 
And if you take a few moments, it's interesting. If you take a few moments and think about when the first time was that you even thought about this thing called purpose or you thought that you were a bit restless and not feeling great and what makes me fulfilled, it's usually not in your 20s that you stopped and thought, what's my purpose in life? I think you're pretty rare if you did that. The chances are that this feeling has happened or begun somewhere in your mid-30s to your late 50s. And and it's this question of, am I doing enough for this short life? Is this really it? And when that question comes up, it can make us feel so great if the answer is positive. But if the answer isn't, oh, the stomach hits the ground pretty fast. And in that very moment when you recognize that perhaps there's more in you and, and it may just pop into your day quite at simple, strange times when you're driving or doing simple things. But that reminder of you had so many grand plans, when that reminder comes up, in that moment, we have a choice. And in that moment, that's the bit that matters the most because we can ignore it. We can step back into bit busy. We can tap it down or knock it down with a sledgehammer. We can do that over and over again. And you can go on repeating the same patterns of thinking that it's not possible for me or or it's not really who I am or I'm not that lucky or it's okay for them, the blame, the excuses. You can do that. That internal dialogue you developed around eight years of age, the patterns of thinking that you had then will remain. The patterns of your behavior are still limiting as a result of that. But they may look now, rather than a little tantrum, a little kid tantrum, they may look more like actions around, you know, drinking every day, the behavioral pattern of scrolling on social media, shopping, finishing off the packet of cookies, harmful words to somebody else or to ourselves, busying, planning the next holiday, any form of distraction or any form of pleasure seeking. It's like this real midlife tantrum. It's silent (laughs) Um, from the outside. It doesn't look so bad, unlike the eight-year-old tantrum. But over time, repetitively, it still hurts us and it hurts other people just as much, possibly more. So we have that choice. We can just go on with status quo if we like, ignoring it, covering it, numbing it. But luckily for some of us or all of us really have the choice and luckily for some of us we take it, that this second option in that moment when we're uncomfortable and we we hear that little voice that there's something more inside of us, we can decide that everything that we learnt to be true about ourselves is up for questioning. We can decide that trying to control what others think of us is futile. We can see the eight-year-old child, the beliefs, those eight-year-old child beliefs inside of us, and we can just say goodbye to them. And that that eight-year-old belief system, it's helped us. It, it helped us when we were a kid, but now it's just stealing that sense of purpose. It's stealing all the great experiences we can have, our ambitions, because it keeps us playing small. So rather than sticking with those eight-year-old beliefs, maybe we can hospice them. We get to create a new version of who we are and what we're truly capable of. And those labels and limits just don't have any place anymore. And I, I understand that for some people, this might feel really difficult to do. And that's that's the value of finding someone to work you through that. But what I want you to know and fully accept is that you don't have to keep them. We just have to change and reframe what they've meant to you. So it could look like this. You, you may have labeled yourself as this people pleaser, however it came about. And, and if you're not sure how that comes about, then that's worth a little digging. But it may have been that you perhaps desperately wanted to have friends. Maybe you moved around a lot and you were seeking or you seek attention as you you grew up. Maybe that felt good. 
So you created this belief that if you just made other people happy, you would be happy too. And that may have been okay for you as a kid, but we all know that it's not that simple as adults. People are actually really difficult to please. And still, even if we can, even if, or even if you did believe that to be who you are and you keep doing it, over time it's exhausting and it's really just stealing your ambitions and your ability to drive your own ambitions and sense of purpose and you can stop being that person. Or maybe you're like me and somewhere in your youth you developed the belief that achievement was the only important thing and with a personality type that supported perfectionist tendencies, perhaps you kept your ambitions to yourself. Perhaps you stayed really busy in comfort doing only what you knew you were good at already to create that absolute surety of respect and to prevent judgment and failure. And and it may have protected you like it did me as a kid and to a certain point, but as an adult at this stage, when time is really finite, playing small over time, it feels the exact opposite of living with purpose. So it's not this big thing we're seeking. It's actually this sense that we're living into what's important to us. And we go through the framework to build purpose in the next podcast. But the key is, I don't have to keep being that person and neither do you. Or perhaps you fill the role in your family of the carer or you were spoken about in a way that said, oh, she's such a caring child. She always looks out for everyone else. And you created a belief that said that was you and that was important. Only now the caring pattern that you have just means you feel guilt every time you have ambitions of your own, let alone follow through on them. If that childhood belief isn't making life feel terrific, then please give me a really, really good reason why, why you keep them. And, I, and I'm speaking to myself in that question. We, we really have to understand that it's, there's no point. It served a purpose. It does not today. So hopefully you can see that everything we seek to make this life experience purposeful has been fairly well manipulated and restricted by societal interpretations or personal interpretations that are really heavily flawed. And it's why it's so hard to find this purpose. And so whatever it is you've believed about your capabilities and who you are, it started really young and it was driven by somebody else, somebody else's interpretation of you at a really vulnerable age, and you just believed it. So right now, if that sense of greater purpose and meaning is important to you and you're feeling that restlessness, then stop lying about it and choose option two. Every time it comes up, every time you look sideways at someone doing something, it's probably worth limiting that, but every time you do, sit with that discomfort, dig a little deeper and let go over time of the made up story of who you are and create one that you actually admire. You have to let go of the things that aren't aren't relevant and helpful to you anymore. And this is how you begin. You write down this huge list of how you define yourself, all the labels, you know, shy, not good with people, not a hugger or not soft and squishy. You might be critical, impatient, controlling, and there'll be good ones too. Write them down in another list, organized, you know, empathetic, thoughtful. So it's really important to write the good labels too, because for a couple of reasons, firstly, because just being critical hurts a bit. It's not conducive to stretching towards our ambitions, but secondly, because sometimes these positive labels, they can be conflicting. So to give you an example, I believed myself to be thoughtful. I literally, I did, I thought about people a lot, but because of my, I'm not confident or I'm not sort of soft and squishy in a hugger kind of label, I didn't actually let anyone know that I was thinking of them. It kind of defeats the purpose when you're thinking about them, you don't let them know. 
And so although we label ourselves as certain positive traits, we may just find over time that they've started not being true either, or they're not helpful either. So write your list, write all of those labels that you have about yourself around how you define yourself. And now that you have them, now now look at it and look at what else you believe to be true and right. So I had some that were, um, I believe that my kids should go to school and learn unless they're violently ill because education is important. I believe that children should respect parents' rules. It's what I saw and it's what I believed. And I believe that networking was inauthentic. Now, I will tell you now that those three are actually not beliefs that I hold to be true anymore. And I questioned them and I was a rebel and I tested them and I made a different choice. So I'm always adding to that list of beliefs because they always pop up as we move through them. But what what was really interesting to give you an example is this, this bit about I believe that kids should go to school and learn unless they're violently ill and education is important. During that rebellion around that, I didn't just decide education wasn't important. I believe it's important, really important for growth, and growth is important for purpose. But I just questioned what my interpretation of education was. So as an example, my daughter uh, went to or had, had a dress-up day. I She didn't know what she was going to do. We were caught up in lots of different things. And so she said, can I not go to school now? Normally, once upon a time, I would have said, no, 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 school is important. Education is important. You must go unless you're violently ill. And instead, in that moment, I had a thought. I thought, what does education look like? Is there a possibility that she could stay home and learn all about e-commerce and fulfill some orders and, and understand that area? It's a good area. It's a growth area. Perhaps she could learn how to efficiently and effectively and to a high level clean the house. And you know what she did? And once upon a time, I would have felt very guilty because I wasn't one of those mums. But that day, her education in one day was exceptionally valuable. And it's so funny how we, and and feel free, I'm happy to hear the judgments from teachers, and I'm also willing to provide a whole list of other skills that we need in order to live well and fulfilled in a different world than what was. But again, they're just beliefs. Yours is true. Mine is true. But just make sure that the ones that you're choosing have been questioned and they still fit you. I did the same thing with networking. I actually thought people were authentic. I thought, I'm not doing that. And then when I stepped into those spaces, I actually realized that those people were amazing people, were genuine people, were vulnerable people. You know, once upon a time, I believed that children should respect parents' rules until we started playing different games around, you know, society says, and it was this little moment where we sat there and said to it, you know, the kids would say, walk in and they'd, um, or, or my daughter would come into bed and I'd say, you know what, you really need to sleep in your own own bed. That's, you know, that's what we say. They're the rules of mum and dad. And then she turned around and said this word of society says, which basically meant that's what people say, but this is what I believe. And she said, well, society says, mum, that, yeah, we should sleep in our own beds, but right now I need a cuddle. And I thought in that very moment, wasn't it interesting if we hadn't have thought about giving our children a voice that mattered, not in an ignorant way, but in one in expressing what they felt was important, we just wouldn't really know what they needed in any given moment. So all I'm saying is 
understand what beliefs you hold and understand that they're not really yours, that you've picked them up somewhere from someone else at a young age and question them, be a rebel, play with them, reframe them, dig into them. And it changes who you are. You begin to realize that you are no longer limited. You just need to change some old beliefs that drive certain behaviors and ways of thinking. So get clear on them. Get clear on how you label yourself. Get clear on what you believe to be true. Question them, tweak them to fit, play with them. And then, and only then, you are ready to step into finding and creating a sense of purpose in your everyday. And you can do that by heading into the very next episode, which gives you a framework to break down, to be able to move towards purposeful living and a sense of purpose in each and every day. I'm Erin Barnes, and I hope this brings a little more vibrancy, ambition, possibility, and wellness to your week. And if it does, I would be so very grateful if you could contribute your precious time to review the Next Generation Wellness Podcast. Mm -hmm.